when I was in school, occasionally the teacher would ask class members to make a speech about something. Unfortunately, we usually weren't told what the subject of the address would be about, and we had three instructions. First, they said, you tell them what you're going to tell them. Second, tell the listener what you told them. And third, conclude your message with a sentence or two that people can remember. So every speech had to have three parts, an introduction, the message, and the conclusion. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus was in school in what we today call Israel, I doubt that his teachers would have communicated those exact three parts to the class. But the first time Jesus stood up to begin his ministry, he followed the first of those three steps. That is, he told them what he was going to be telling them over the next few years. Jesus was 30 years old by this time. Perhaps he worked in the carpenter shop with his father for the past 10 or 15 years. But now he knew that it was time to begin his ministry. So he went into the synagogue in Nazareth, the meeting place for all Jewish people, on the Sabbath, the Jewish holy day. And the rabbi in charge of the synagogue handed Jesus a scroll to read from. You've probably seen pictures of books from 20 centuries ago, the pages fastened together side by side until a 30-page scroll might stretch out 10 meters or more. The scroll was written about 700 years ago by a most respected and revered prophet by the name of Isaiah. Jesus unrolled the scroll until he found the exact passage he was looking for. This is the way it read. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the Lord's favor. Jesus had grown up in that small town of Nazareth. Everybody knew him. He had a sterling reputation, so we can just see people sitting around the synagogue, nodding their heads and smiling at the words this young man was about to say. Jesus rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant. Everybody was looking at him. Then he opened his mouth and said, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And once again, you can just picture the approving looks from everybody in the room. Ah, this is Joseph's son, they said. But then Jesus went on to say words that nobody expected. When God pours out his rich blessings, it isn't always to Jewish people like you. Sometimes he loves to bless people from other nations, other parts of the world, just because he loves them as much as he loves you. And how do I know that? Because of those words from Isaiah the prophet, the Spirit has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Well, I can't even tell you how much that infuriated the crowd at the synagogue. He is telling us that God loves people other than Jewish people like us. We never heard anything like that. We are God's chosen people, and God will never bless other people as he blesses us. So, considering how angry the people were, the Bible says that they got up, drove Jesus out of town, took him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built, and planned to throw him down the cliff. However, once they got up there, the Bible says, but he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. You see, Jesus was intent on doing God's will, and God's will, as Isaiah had said, was to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed and proclaim the good news about God. 
So Jesus spent the rest of his ministry doing just that. It didn't always please people, especially the religious leaders, but when news of what Jesus was doing and saying got around, hundreds, sometimes thousands, came out to hear him. So in that little community synagogue in Nazareth, Jesus took the first step. He told them what he was going to tell them. Over the next three years, he would be taking the next step. He would tell them, both by words and by actions, good news about God's will for their lives that would change them so they would never be the same. Please tune in to this station on the same day and hour next week when we open our Bibles and learn about more Encounters with Jesus. Those encounters changed people hundreds of years ago, and they will change you today.